Welcome to the Queens of Effing Everything podcast. I'm your co-host, Erica Helwig. And I'm your co-host, Kenitha Amor Porter. We are sharing our stories of love, life, and business to inspire you in your everyday life. Sharing our stories has helped us to cultivate strong relationships, build community, and level up as bosses. We know these conversations will help you feel empowered to do the same. Welcome back, Queens. Hello. Hi, Kamitha. Well, hello, Erica. How are (laughs) you this morning? (laughs) I'm good. We're a little giggly because we hit record and then we stare at each other. Like, am I sorry? sorry? You, 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 me, me, we, yeah, me, me, me. what's our uh what's our topic today Kanitha oh my goodness um so this is a good one so I'm not sure if you heard our first one the one that started off season number two but we talked about uh expectations and and motherhood right and so our um going on to the next part two of that is kind of navigating motherhood right that's a heavy topic it is. And it's so loaded. We could be here all day, but we're going to be like, <laughs> no, we have so much to do, yeah. but we're going to kind of hit the bullet points. So we are going to talk about what I love is that we're talking in two different kind of perspectives because um, we're in two different stages of our motherhood. I have a young adult and adult children and Erica has school age children. So it looks different every phase that you're in. And so we're going to get right into it. All right. Sounds great. Where to start? Hmm. Hmm. Once upon a time. (laughs) Expectations. I I feel like a, a good place to start is probably partner expectations. Oh. If, you, if you have a partner who is helping you raise children, right? And you're together and in the same household. I I love that. But right before that, I'll say a preference before that. So I'll, I'll speak to all the single mothers because I was a single mother before. Um, and I'll speak to the single mothers with a spouse. <laughs> um, single moms is hard. It's it's so rewarding, but it's super hard. And what I would say, looking back on my years of being a single mom is to make sure that you get help. It's, it is okay. I used to say, Oh, I got this. I used to feel like it made me weak if I needed help. Right. Um, no, it's, I, I have a spouse and I still need help, right? That is active in my kids' lives. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, um, so just to make sure you reach out, build a community, right? And so make sure that it's not just you, it's not just you and your family, but you connect with other women, other mothers who can support each other, who you can talk to, um, who you can laugh with, like who can help you guys take turns picking each other kids up, all of that, build your community. And I would say to the mothers who are in a relationship with the with the father, whether it's just being together, whether it is married, but you don't have that support in that relationship. I've been there too. Um, that's a tough one. And I, I think the thing that helped me get through that was 
to not focus on what that other person isn't doing, but to say like, these are my kids. Like I always had that, like, these are my kids. I need to do what I need to do for my children. And it wasn't looking at someone else and saying, well, you're not doing this and you're not doing that. It doesn't, it needs to get done regardless of who's not doing what it needs to get done. And I would do Yes, I would do everything. My eyes got really big, right? Uh, in everything for my children. So I stopped looking for the other person to participate if they've already shown me they weren't because it didn't do anything but get me upset, frustrate me, um, and put me in a bad space that I couldn't be the mother I needed to be for my kids. And I just wanted to say that really quick to those ladies who are out there living that life. I've been there, done that. You can still raise amazing kids with or without, you just need a support system. Yeah, I, I love that. And I love that you put that out there because there there are a lot of single moms and just parents in general out there. And I think one of the things that we have going for us today is that we, we can reach out and find communities. Like you said, Kanitha, find a community, go uh, find a Facebook group. I'm guarantee there's a single mom's Facebook group or go on meetup. I guarantee there is a single mom's meetup group and find your people. Uh, Even if you don't have your kids, grandparents in the picture, aunts and uncles, like if you are just, it's just you and your kids there's still an opportunity to find a community out there uh, of women who are in the same situation and you can form bonds and really help each other out. That's so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we're going to talk about the situation we are currently in <laughs> and that's ex- setting expectations for the, the spouse. So what I love, Erica, um, tell us a little bit about the expectations you set for your partner. Well, I I will, I'm going to throw this out there for the women who are not mothers, but would like to become mothers in the future. Um, And I think, I think this is so, so important. Like, I feel like it should be a class in school or something, but having a conversation, let's say you're in a relationship with somebody and you both have already have already discussed um yes we want to have children together one day and i feel like a lot of times that's where the conversation stops like oh yeah i would like to have three children three children sounds great okay moving on no back it up because there are so many other conversations you need to have um my husband and I were both kind of on the fence about having a family and having children. Um, We did want to get married, but neither one of us were absolutely positive. Like, yes, I need, I want to have children. Um, But a few years into the marriage, we both, we discussed it again and we said, okay, you know what? I think I do want to have some kids. Let's give it a whirl. But we had a conversation and it was mostly me saying, okay, listen, this is where I'm at. And I got to throw it out there before we even start trying to have children. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I know myself very well. And I said, listen, I do not want to be a stay at home mom. I do not want to do three quarters or all of the work while raising children. I fully expect a 50-50 partner. Like I, I'm not doing this on my own. I'm not going to be expected to raise the children, take care of the household. Like I'm not, I'm not a woman from the fifties. It's not going to fly for me. And now there are plenty of women out there. They're totally, that's what they want to do. They're okay with that. And that is fine. That's great. Whatever your preference is and how you feel about it, you have to communicate it prior to even planning on having children. And so putting that out there, my husband knew um, this woman is not going to be happy if I don't pull my weight. Now, having said that, nothing is 50-50, right? Right. I'm also like, you can't keep track. No, but you know, there's times where, you know, you're giving more because you're that you're in a space where you can and yep. the other person is not in that space and then by and it changes vice versa you know when you're not in that space to give more but they're there so it should be a partnership where it's ebb and flow yes there's never I, gonna be like you don't want to be like oh i did this it's your turn to do this <laughs> i did this it's your turn to do that because no that's just like mm. but i would even go a little further what you said even be so I know you said once you got married, but even before this is so these are the things that I didn't really know beforehand before I got married. And this is what I teach my kids now. Even when you're in a relationship, right before you even talk wedding, like, mm-hmm. hey, do we have the same thought process on how yes. to raise kids? Yeah. What religion are we going to practice together financially? Like, how does this look and how are we going to put you know, how we're going to handle our finances. Like how many kids do you want? Because later on, we, it yeah, be so we did do that before, <laughs> right, before right. actually getting married, but yeah, yeah. It absolutely. can be a deal breaker. I do know a couple who both did not want children at all. Like mm-hmm. that was something that they did not want. Um, they got married. It changed where the one person wanted to have kids and that was the end of their relationship. Yeah. Right. And, and so that happens. I mean, you can't predict, you can't, you can't predict, predict that, that you're going to change no. it, but at least that person who didn't want kids was like, we talked, you know, it's not like we never talked about it. And this, this is like new. It's like, Hey, we kind of talked about this and, but you want to be on the kind of on the same page for the most part. And I love that you, you guys talked about it. And then when you get married, you're like, let's just wait, let's just Let's just enjoy ourselves. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, like before we got married um, and even soon after my husband and I started dating, I, he just came out and asked me, he's like, do you want to get married and have kids? And I was like, uh, (laughs) yeah, I was, um, I was 26 (laughs) and I had never wanted to get married before, but Um, you know, when he and I started dating, like, I just knew that was that I was like, yeah, I would marry this man because 
I just, I just would, but we had a lot of those conversations that you're talking about. And then even, you know, after we got married and having a lot of conversations about having children and, you know, we make it sound so black and white, but I'm going to get super personal right now. So buckle Mm up, but there's so many other things that come along with the decision to have kids, right? Um, what if you can't have children? What mm-hmm. if one of you is is having a hard time um, either getting pregnant or, you know, doing the impregnating? Uh, wh- what then? Are you both on the same page about that? What if we right. can't get pregnant? Um, what if we lose a child? What if we have... Uh, there's just so much. So I think that's also an important conversation to have because one of the things that I had said was, you know, I am willing to have children, but if for whatever reason we can't have children, I am personally not willing to go through IVF. I'm not willing to do any of that. I don't want children that badly to go through that. And so I had put that out there and my husband knew, okay. And he said, I agree. And so we were both on the same page about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also getting even more personal, I had some miscarriages in there. And so when we decided to have kids, uh, I I was very lucky and I got pregnant quickly and easily, but it didn't stick. And so mm-hmm. I had a miscarriage and I was okay. But then a few months later, I had another miscarriage and I wasn't okay after that one. Um, and after that, I said, you know, I need a break. And I was very upfront with my husband. I said, I need a break. I cannot try and do this again. Like my hormones are messed up. I'm all out of whack emotionally. Mm. And I said, I need at least six months. And he said, okay. But like I communicated that with him and let him know. And then after however long I needed to kind of heal from from all of that, I said, okay, I had another conversation with him. I said, okay, I'm really, I'm willing to try again. I'm ready, but this is it. If I have another miscarriage, if I have any issues, I'm done. I do not want to try this anymore. We're, I, I don't want to have kids. It's like, I just wasn't willing to go through all of that again. And he mm-hmm. said, okay. So we had that conversation again, every little stage, every hardship, every exciting moment that you go through, right. there should be some sort of conversation. There needs to be, a, it's, it's kind of like touch base, right? And yes. you'd be surprised how many people in a relationship don't touch base with each other. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's sad, but Communication is everything. It is everything. And if you're not good at it, because that's not something that's taught in school, um, there are so many books, videos, uh, people to follow, tips, tools. Look on TikTok. Like there is so much you can learn um, about communicating effectively. Mm. And so that's good. I do want to talk about uh, women who have children who are looking to date, right? Uh, And become, get into another relationship. I know for me, that was, it had, 
I had dated, and by the way, I'm sorry about your miscarriages. Um, I had one too, and it is, and I'm so glad that you took the time out to get yourself healthy, emotionally, physically, right? And that makes that that's uh, very important. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I don't want to go any further without saying that. So no, thank you. I appreciate that. And I I think it's um you know when I was going through that nobody talked about it. It's becoming yeah. more common now. So I do think it's really important that we discuss it. You yeah. know, it's definitely you're not alone, ladies. You're no, not alone. Not alone. So. No, nope, throwing that out there. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so go, going back to mothers who have children who are looking to date, um, I dated some 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 great guys, right? And some of them, I was just, I would always picture like, even though they're a great guy, can I see them loving my kids as their own? That was a requirement for me, right? That's Is it big. do they have that type of personality where that's that's their kid once we get married and I was just like, hmm, and I had, I broke up with a, quite a few people because I was just like, I don't see that, you know, will they still treat them right and well? Yes, because I wouldn't accept anything uh, more than that. I mean, less than that. Because yeah. um, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Uh, I wouldn't accept anything less than that. But I really wanted my kids to feel like, like, it was, it's just one family unit. It's not like, oh, that's my stepchild over there. And that's my, no. I want it to be like, uh, these are our kids, period. Right. And so, um, and that's exactly what I found. And I'm so thankful for that because even to this day, as they're getting out, those are our kids, period, point blank. Right. And so I love that. But let me tell you, I, I never got to the point where I wanted somebody so bad that I was willing to not allow my children's needs and wants to come before my own. And I know it's hard. And did I get lonely? Uh, yes. Did I feel awkward because like everybody in my family is married and I was the only one like divorced? Yes. Um, but my kids were, are so important to me um, that I wanted to make sure that it, it was, that was what I was looking for. And, and uh, our whole family unit happiness was more important than my temporary happiness because if I got them and we got married and all this other stuff, but they're treating my kids the way I don't want them to be treated, where's the happiness now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so I looked yeah, at that, absolutely. like, I always looked at long-term goals and I wanted that to be a goal. I didn't want uh, the quick fixes of just having somebody to have somebody, or he made me laugh. Well, yeah, I can make myself laugh. I can, my girlfriends make me laugh. You know what I mean? So it has to be more I than just buy that. myself flowers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right. Um, you know, so it has to be deeper than laughs, sex, like all of that. It has to be something that's deeper. So, OK, we can go on and on about this. So we talked about just the pre before, you know, you start getting into something. Let's talk about being in it. Right. Being in it. Yes. Uh, one of the points um, that you brought up earlier that I absolutely loved is how um, it's like it's not always 50-50 and you said sometimes somebody has the ability and more space to be doing more in the household with the with the kids with whatever's going on and i think that's a really fantastic point 
And I would like to add on that sometimes that isn't necessarily one day or one week. Sometimes that can last a little bit longer. I remember uh, when we first had kids and my husband was still growing his business, right? He was still sort of, I don't want to say in the beginning stages, but he was still the only person in his business. He was still running it um, on his own. And so there were times where he had no choice but to work 11, 12 hour days. And Mm -hmm. I was in a space where I was able to take more of the load. And at some point it shifts. So when So when he got settled, he merged with another company, Um, he had a team, and things started to even out a little bit, Um, they got settled, and then my business was shifting, my business was growing, Uh, I was crazy busy, and so it shifted in our household where I was working mad hours and I missed some family vacations during the summer. And, but it was not just a day, not just a week. Sometimes it's long periods of time where you just kind of have to trade off. Yeah. One of the things that we, I, I usually do, or we do, I should say, is that we communicate about that. Like, okay, this is what's happening. Right. Absolutely. I even do it with my kids. So it's like a family meeting and it's like, Mm -hmm. I need to get from here to here. Right. And these are the steps that I need to do to do that. And I may not be as available. Mm -hmm. So they, and then I give an end date because so they can around the end date. Cause sometimes like you say, you can't, you you don't know exactly, but they know the goal. So they don't Mm -hmm. feel like, Oh, you were saying work is more important than the family or whatever. They're like, no mom's on the mission right? To do this. And then they see me accomplish that goal. And then they're like, Oh, okay. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. I communicate again. I'm done. Um, now this is, you know, whatever. So, and talk does the same thing. He'll say, Hey, this is what's going on at work. This is what we need to do. Or, you know, some family, some family things that um, he takes on himself. He's like, Hey, I have to get this situated and together. So, like going back to communicating, communicating yeah. to let people know I'm not choosing work over you. I'm not choosing this over you. You're extremely important. I just need some extra bandwidth to get this completed. Yeah, I, I love that. It's it's absolutely like the foundation of everything is the communication. And that yeah. and that was the thing, too, you know, for us, it was always communication. And when your children are younger or they're babies, Obviously, they don't know what's going on, but oh yeah, yeah. You know, when my business geared up and it was crazy time, my son was just starting kindergarten, you know, mm-hmm. and my daughter's three years younger than him. So she was like, la 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 la, whatever. And I had, you know, I had help or whatever, but I was able to explain to my son, like, okay, mom has a lot of crazy stuff going on with her work and there's going to be other hands in the pot. There's going to be other people helping. Like your grandma is going to come and help. Um, We had a in-home nanny a few days a week. And so the kids knew what to expect. 
On this day, this person helps out. On this day, this person helps out. And even now with the extracurriculars where right now, uh, or I should say like the last year or so, my business has slowed down because I'm shifting businesses. And so I was able to share that with the kids last year. Like, listen, I'm taking the summer off this year. What do you guys want to do? And communicating that with them. Your dad still has some busy stuff going on, but my kids always know now that they're a little bit older, seven and 10, they always know what's going on in my business world and in my husband's business world. They know what's going on um, if there's any family situation. So yeah, I just, the communication is, it's huge. It's huge. So thank you for bringing that subject up. Ladies, get help. Yeah. Right. If you can yeah. afford it or if you mm-hmm. can work a little bit more hours or get a promotion to get help, mm-hmm. you have have a nanny, a housekeeper. Right. When my kids were younger, I had both, too. I had a nanny and I had a housekeeper and I was a single mom. Mm-hmm. But I I was I was in sales. <laughs> I was hitting my numbers. I was going up above and beyond because it made my life easier. Right. And so sometimes it is okay to get help. It is okay to pay for help. So you don't have to be the one that's doing it all the time. I'm telling you, I love my nanny. I know you love yours. Oh my gosh. Um, They they become a part of your family. Yeah. When you can have someone to come in your house and it doesn't have to be often. I would have somebody come in my house every two weeks. All right. So um, breaking news, (laughs) we have had, a day and not just a day with technical issues, um, but I'm going to say two days, but this second day is getting better. So if you're looking at us on YouTube, you will see my background has changed because I'm in a different hair. part of my house. Her hair's <laughs> oh, my a little hair. different. Hair's a little, oh yes, Erica's hair is different. <laughs> um, we have different shirts on because yeah. it is a new day. <laughs> Except for, I think my shirt is very similar to the one I had on yesterday. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because all I wear is black. So (laughs) there you go. But it was so important for us to talk about this. We were like, nope, we're going to start back up again. And we're going to talk about setting expectations. We're going to talk about, give you some tools and tips that you can take with you to uh, make decisions that will enhance your life. And that's what we're all about. Yeah. Yep. Making the best out of situations and finding joy instead of focusing on the negative, right? So true. So true. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to sum up what we talked about um, the previous day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Part two. (laughs) Right? Part two. We really basically talked about um, if you're a mom or if you're just a busy woman, make sure you get help. It's worth paying for it. It's worth, you know, doing something extra for it. It's worth, you know, making maybe picking up a side like situation or even doing a hobby and getting paid for it. Right. And so um, to be able to get the help. If you now, if those are your things, your jams, and you love doing that, and it soothes your soul when you do it, then do that and have somebody do something else that really takes away time. It takes the joy away from your life. 
it, you know, we usually say cooking and cleaning and watching, helping us with our kids. But, you know, some of those things, I know I have a girlfriend who, when she gets stressed, she cleans. I'm like, can, when you get stressed, can you come to my house? <laughs> That's you know? right. Um, That's but right. we all have different, you know, gifts and talents and abilities. So whatever it is that you need, make sure you get help. Yeah. And if that, you know, we're all in different financial situations as well. If that is just not an option, um, like we mentioned before, there are definitely communities for everything out there. So look on the socials, look on meetup.com is great. Um, And find a community, find other people to help you. It's, It's amazing when you ask for help, how many people will come out and offer you help. But I think as women, I think as moms, we feel guilt if we can't ask for help. And going back to the main thing that we've talked about too, communication. So if you have a partner and they're just not pulling their weight or you feel like they're not pulling their weight, sit down, have that conversation. But one of the things that I think is very important to find out or to point out is how you communicate to someone, how you communicate to your partner. A lot of times I think we get comfortable and we feel that we can talk to someone in any way, but this is our partner. This is our life partner. Um, I'm, we're very, very big on common courtesy in my household. So there is still, after being together for 16 years, there's still please and thank you and will you and, you know, can I ask you to do that? Like there's still common courtesies and not to say we don't get irritated with each other because come on, like, how do you live with someone not get irritated with them? Mm-hmm. But if you feel like you're going to go off the handle, having that conversation with someone, take a step back, take a breather, maybe go for a walk um, and then come back when you're ready to have a nice civilized conversation where you're not going to be an asshole. Don't be an asshole because nobody wants to help an asshole. <laughs> right. Am I right? That is true. I just love the way you said that. That's true. And the thing is, you don't right? no chaser. No. Straight <laughs> um, right. But you don't want to treat people in the world better than you treat the people in your house. Yeah. And that has always been um, my thing. Like, I am not going to treat uh, people that I'm in networks with or that I see or whatever better than I treat my husband or my kids. I love Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So let's move on to the next thing. So now we're going to talk about women, you know, and expectations. Mothers. Mothers is still May. Um, but when your kids are getting to a certain point to a certain age. So I don't know if we're going to really talk about babies and toddlers because that's a whole situation. Um, There's just no expectations there. Like (laughs) I fully just expect you to poop, run around and not listen to me because you're a baby and a toddler, right? I mean, like... It's, it's a lot, but it's it's fun. It's the development stage. I will tell or I will give the advice to, even though it may be chaotic, I had five children, seven and under, 
Um, so at sometimes and my younger two are nine months apart, actually 11 months apart. Um, and so it was a crazy time. Like the younger two, I don't remember when they first walked, first talked, because it was just so <laughs> much. <laughs> but you're not recording anything anymore. <laughs> no. Oh, great. You can walk. Congratulations. <laughs> well, well, this was walking. This was doing something else. And then you have the other older three doing things. Yep. So it's like, ah. <laughs> Um, but take time to enjoy those moments, right? I do appreciate the moments that we had, um, and that my spouse was able to take pictures. And so now we can look back on it and be like, oh yeah. Um, but just, I'm speaking from a mother of five whose youngest child is graduating, um, in like 15 days. So it goes by super fast. Once that first one graduates, it's like, boom, 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 boom. And so just appreciate that time and make sure you put the time and energy in because when you get older, if you're not putting energy and time in now, you know, don't expect too much when they're starting to live their lives there. You haven't taught them that family is important. You haven't taught them that um, they need to make time for family if you didn't do that. So you can't not do that, but then expect them to make all the time in the world because you didn't teach it. Right. And I see that a lot. Yeah. And they're like, how do you have such a great family? Because I sacrifice a lot. Um, I used to be at all the games, plays, anything they're doing. I knew their friends. I mean, it was times that I was like working and trying to do all this stuff, but I was always there. Or if, because uh, we had multiple kids in sports, we would tag team. I go this with this one, you go with this one, right? And so we made it a point. And now that my kids, some of my kids are growing out the house, they come back all the time. I talk to them all the time because that's the precedence I set with them. Good foundation. Yeah, that's that's good advice. I will throw out there too that um, expectations as far as enjoying the moments that you mm. mentioned, right? Um, there are tons of moments that you're not going to enjoy. Let's be real. And that's okay too. Like you don't have to go into every single day expecting to have this Instagram worthy life because we're in the nitty gritty of it. We are, I mean, there are so many times and not just a day, you might have periods of days, weeks, whatever, where you're in a tough time and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the grand scheme, that's a of things, part of the journey. It's a part of the journey. And in the grand scheme of things, um, your kids are going to remember mostly the happy times. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that are going to stick out to them. There are plenty of moments where, I probably was not enjoying the time because I was like, I don't like this stage. I'm not going to, I'm very real. Okay. Like I do not like this age. I need you. I'm looking forward to you getting older and be mm-hmm. being able to do X, Y, Z. And I've had people tell me like, oh, but you'll look back and wish you were still in that time. Mm-hmm. I, no, I don't. Okay. I'm- like, do I wish that my kids were too? Hell no. no. All done. No. I have a seven and a 10 year old. I don't have to wipe their butts. any. like, I just did not like that time. Yeah, yeah. They were cute and everything, but I really enjoy my children getting older because I can have conversations with them. I can do activities with them. I was just, 
I was at a store the other day and I ran into someone I know and she just had a baby. And of course I'm like, Oh my God, she's so sweet. Look at her. She's beautiful. And her mom was with her and she's like, doesn't it just make you want to have another one? And I looked at her and I said, Oh no, no. <laughs> not at all. Not no, at all. So it's okay to um, have realistic expectations on a daily basis that you might not enjoy every moment. And again, going back to like the social media thing, ignore those people who are just, you know, talking about how perfect their family are because. Well, you have to take it with a grain of salt yes. because everyone has good and bad moments. There's mm-hmm. no, now some people may have more good or more bad than others, but everyone has good and bad moments, right? Yes. Um, and except people who use Facebook as a diary or Instagram as a diary and they put it all out there, mm-hmm. they're only putting the good, positive things out there. So don't yeah. look and be like, oh, you know, if they're doing something you like, get inspired to do it too. If they're doing something that, you know, you're like, oh, okay, like don't, they have bad moments. I have never seen a person who never had issues. Like that person does not exist. Yeah. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And so you have to just be realistic with it. And depending on how healthy you are mentally, you have to decide whether you need to take a break from social media, take your notifications off, because if you're not like in a good place or you're not doing, you know, you don't have the self-love that you need. That's a horrible place to be is on social media because you end up, you, you know, you tend to compare yourself and say, Oh, I wish, and this, this, and that. So you have to kind of self-govern yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you're good and you're happy that those pictures don't bother you. You're like, Oh yeah. Cause I just did this and this is cool. Let me see which restaurant. Right. Cause you look at it a do- totally different way. So you need to learn how to kind of self-govern yourself and say, Hmm, should I be on here right now? Should I, um, spend my time on doing this or should I spend my time on doing something else? It sounds easy. It's hard. I know. Um, I took all of my notifications, all my social media off and never put it back on. And so when I go, when I go there, I go there intentionally. And because I have a business, people are like, oh my goodness, well, what if somebody responds to you? And da, 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 da. Okay. You can do the auto response or there is not a emergency. Like when I was doing skincare, there's not a skincare emergency. My sister <laughs> would beg to differ, differ because she'll call me late at night. Like, I'm running out of cream. I'm running out of cream. <laughs> Um, but even now, like mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'm good at checking it. Yeah, it, it's in my calendar packet, but there's no emergencies, right? So, do whatever you need to do to be healthy, and yeah. don't compare yourself. Whatever it takes to make you happy is different. What it takes to other people. So sometimes you got to block them out. If they're like, oh, you should be able. No, they can't tell you what you should be able to do. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say that. But oh my goodness. When I could burn my my um, diaper bag, you know, the bag that turns from a diaper to a toddler bag, and then you didn't need any bag. Well, it went from a diaper bag to a toddler bag to a big purse. And when I didn't have to have any three of those, <laughs> I was a happy camper. <laughs> I think I got rid of the big purse years ago. As soon as I'm like, you can uh, carry your own water bottle in your own snack for wherever we're going. If you don't bring it, tough shit. I, 
You're like, win, yes. I was like, nope, you handle that. You hold that. And still to this day, my kids will be like, oh, can you hold this? I'll be like, no. Yeah. Yep. And it no. never fails. It's like we get in the car to go somewhere and I'm halfway down the road and my daughter's like, I'm thirsty. I'm like, did you bring water? She's like, no. I'm like, I don't. It's too late. Like we already left the house. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah. It's a lot of tough love in my house. That's good though. Like, how do they learn if you don't do that? I love that. Yeah, it, it's then it setting expectations to... for your it's... kids. And, exactly. And and you know, I think the hard thing is, is when our kids are younger, we feel like, well, at least I I felt a lot, and even now because my kids are still young, like I'm just like nagging all the time. Like you're just constantly repeating yourself, right? But at some point, you're going to see this flip where all those expectations, all eight million of them that you've been setting up for your children, such as being polite, say please, say thank you, put your dishes in the sink, like just everyday little things but they add up to a million and you're just saying the same damn thing every single day for weeks and months and years and you feel exhausted Mm -hmm. at some point ladies there's a switch and all of a sudden one day your kid all day long is saying please and thank you and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden their dishes are no longer sitting near the couch or like, yeah, it happens. It so does. all those little expectations that you're setting up for your kids, they're listening. They're just, they're in heavy training. <laughs> I was going to say it's, it's training. Right. Yes. And so yeah. when we're trying to like, just think of spelling, when you're trying to learn how to spell all these words, it's like repet- repetitiveness, right? Mm-hmm. So you repeat it, you're going to repeat it. And I, I've been, um, but what I've done is that when my kids do something, I make a big deal out of, out of it before I wouldn't say anything, but now I'm like, that's awesome. I saw that you did that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. I appreciate that because it makes them want to do it more. Right. Yeah. Mom sees me. She's giving me some praises. I can go to now take this and brag up in front of my siblings Mm because It's a competition always in this household. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. <laughs> but I, you yeah. know, yeah, and even Whatever if they, it takes. even if they forget too, like this morning, um, my son had left his cereal bowl near the couch, and um, you know, he got up and got distracted and forgot about it. And I just said, "Hey, can you grab your cereal bowl, rinse out, put it in the dishwasher, please?" And there's no argument because I've already Mm -hmm. set the expectations for years. The kid is 10 and, uh, you know, you'd be surprised what three-year-olds can do. Honestly, can they reach Uh, the sink? No, but they can pick it up and they can walk to the sink with it. mm -hmm. So I started very early with setting those expectations for my kiddos. And, uh, you know, he got up, he rinsed it out. He put in the dishwasher. I said, thank you very much. And he said, you're welcome. And he, and he went about it, you know, now Mm -hmm. my daughter, she still fights me on stuff. So with her, the training period is, is going to be much longer because she's feisty and well yeah person that look 
personalities matter. All these things yes. matter. Yeah. You can't treat all the, all your kids the same because they're totally no. different. No. But the thing is, I forget. Like I'll yeah. get up and leave my stuff because I, I got squirreled out or somebody's like asking for my attention and then I'm on a whole nother thing. And so yeah. I come back and be like, oh, I left that there because that's yeah. not usually me. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we have to give grace when grace is due, but you do have those kids. I just going to say that. Look, you gotta give, we are, which is usually, <laughs> look at, we are totally yin and yang today. <laughs> oh, I love it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh right goodness. though. You got to give grace. And I think that's the same thing with our partners too, right? Like we yeah. have all these expectations of how they should be doing things. And, um, mm-hmm. I, one of the things that I like, it irks me so much is when someone's like, oh, well, you know, they don't do it right. Or they don't, they don't do it as well as I do, like loading the dishwasher. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Is it in there? Is it getting clean? Did you have to do it? Exactly. So your battles. I think that's some other stuff. Like yes. I think it's some control issues and other things. And I know because that used to be me. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago, but I had to learn like, Hey, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to, needs to be done. Um, to be done. and even the parenting style, like, you know, yeah. if, if he's home with the kids and he gives them like junk food and da, 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 blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't come home and be like, why did you do that? They're going to be up all night. I will come home and be like, okay, well, you're it. You're first it when they can't go to sleep. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. like you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and I'll be your backup. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I have to work. And I'm like, yeah, no, hmm, t- it's tough. Well, <laughs> right? now we're learning a lesson, aren't we? Exactly. Or vice versa. Like if I, cause I do stuff, right. Like, you know, I could be so hyped so I can come in home late and be like, and I'm loud and the kids are I'm rolling them up. And he's like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, so sorry. Right. So I know if they can't get to sleep, I'm the one I'm up. This is yeah. me. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you know, so it's kind of like that give and take and you have to let your partner make mistakes. Um, no one's and they kind of figure, well, I, look, I know some of us think that we are, but it, it we can talk to other moms all day long about mm-hmm. being a hot mess, not knowing what we're doing because none of us do like, it's just one giant experiment motherhood, right? We're just all it doing is. the best. Okay. Well, it's the same for dads too. Now don't get me wrong. Like, yes, there are definitely people out there, mothers, fathers, whoever, who are not pulling their weight, but we're not talking about them. We're talking, we're not about, talking about them. We're talking about just like general population and families. Mm-hmm. Like none of us, I don't necessarily know how to do it all better than, than my husband does, you know, that I mean, let me tell you. So from a per- so just think when you ask your mom, right? They can give you some loose advice, mm-hmm. but your mom never had your child. Right. Yeah. Right? So even with people who have come before you, she can give you some advice. She can say, "Okay, personality type is like this or whatever." But what if you have a child that she doesn't even she's never had to deal with their personality type, mm-hmm. right? Um and so it's like, "Well, this is what I did with you." So but doesn't mean that that's going to work with the child. Right. And so I have, you know, especially with having so many, Mm -hmm. I have so many personalities. I'm just kind of, I have one that's just like, 
I love that child dearly, but that child, and you like the way I say that child, <laughs> because if my, when my kids listen to this podcast, they're going to be, they can't be like, oh, it's you, it's you. They don't know who I'm talking about. Oh, I but, know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I just recently read something and then I heard it again on the TV and I said, oh, it, and I'm a mom of five. So I've been doing this for a while. My oldest, she'll be 25 this year. So I have been doing this half my life, right? Well, almost half my life. I'm not 50 yet. But um, they were saying how when you have children that are outliers, allow them to be outliners and put just small parameters on them because they are here to like change the world. They're here to make a difference. They're here to do something that's totally different. And if you box them and, and, and suppress, you'll suppress their thought process of doing things differently. And, and that child, oh my goodness, I love how that child's mind works. Mm-hmm. I just get scared because I'm a mom and I just want the best for them. Um, but I was like, oh, I have to stop like trying to fit that child in a box. I have yeah. to let that child kind of do their thing. Mm-hmm. I'm being very <laughs> I know you're being so careful because your kids are like, mm-hmm. who is it? Mm-hmm. She's going to give a clue of which I one know. Of those it is. I have one of those kids too, you know, like I have mm-hmm. a total out of the box child, like is never, ever one going to care what other people are doing Two mm-hmm. is like so headstrong and they're going to do what they wanted. And well, both of my kids are pretty headstrong, but like that. I wonder that, where they get that from. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I think like if you have multiple children, you mm-hmm. already have multiple. They have different personalities. It's amazing. I only have two and they are totally different children, Mm -hmm. but my expectations for one child is not always going to be the same for the other child because Mm -hmm. certain things don't work with one kid that might work with the other kid, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So I love that. So yes, motherhood is great. It's easier when you're able to put realistic expectations on your children, on your spouse, on yourself. Mm -hmm. Give everyone grace, including yourself. Do not compare your children. Do not compare your husband or significant other. And do not compare yourself to anyone else. You're unique. And you were created that way and for a reason. So, Yeah. And pick your battles. Pick your battles. And don't pick all of them. No. Good Lord. It's like, I, you know, what's so funny. I had a friend, um, she's a counselor and she, I had just said this the other day, but she says that, you know, when you're talking to the opposite sex, just be direct and say, be direct and say um, exactly what the issue is. Mm-hmm. And don't go all off in the feelings and all this other stuff. Because after a while, all they hear is wah, 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 from like the peanuts. <laughs> it's just noise, right? Yeah. But yeah. when you're able to say, um, this happened, I didn't like it. It made me feel like this. And they're like, oh, they can digest it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so don't go on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. and on like you know 
depend on, right? Take a breather. So, take a breather. Just be specific, direct, and have and be loving in the conversation. You don't have to be always her. Like no, like hey, and and pick a good time where your guys are like connecting right like mm-hmm. you're not beefed out of each other like oh the other day remember when this happened I think it when you did so and so or when this happened it made me feel like this yeah. and I didn't kind of like it and they were like oh oh I didn't even think about that way right because we're mm-hmm. totally different they're not gonna think like we think uh, and vice versa so yeah and I uh I definitely I've learned I know myself so I've learned over the years um if I'm irritated with uh, my husband or, or somebody else, I never address it right away, especially mm-hmm. if I'm mad. Cause there's nothing wrong with being mad. You're totally allowed to have uh, those feelings, but when you are in the moment and anger is all you are feeling, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. And mm-hmm. a lot of times you might say something you might be really mean that you can't take back, right? You can't put words back into your mouth. So I know that if I'm frustrated or I'm mad at somebody, I have to simmer in it for a little bit and I need to like work through all the emotions on my own. I'm telling you nine nine times out of 10, I usually am like, the conclusion I come to is like, you know what? It wasn't that big a deal. And I start seeing their perspective. I try to put myself Mm -hmm. in their shoes. Now, if I'm still, if I've like simmered in it for like a day or two and I'm still upset by it, that's when I'll address it. But by that time I've calmed down, the anger Mm -hmm. is gone. I'm a little bit more rational. I can have that conversation. That's so true. Very good Mm -hmm. tips, Erica. Very good tips. Thank you. And we are not experts, but we we worked very hard on ourselves. We were constantly learning and growing and our relationships with kids and husband and friends. And so we have continued and we we've we've dedicated our lives to be better. Um, to leave a different legacy, right? Than we were born into. So um, no, we're not experts, but nope. man, between the two of us and the books we read and <laughs> the class, well, we try. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is yeah. like self-reflection, which I know it we've is. talked about multiple times, but um, it's big. And we're just, I, I think we're conveying to our listeners what has what? worked for us yep. in, as- in those aspects of life. And, um, you know, I especially with spouses. Um, do I, do my husband and I fight? Yeah. We in arguments every now and then, but we've been together for over 16 years. Um, we've been married for what years it 13 years. Um, you know, we have two children together. As I mentioned earlier, we had, you know, some losses as well. And, um, we're still very, very happy with each other, but it's because, we communicate and, and that has been what has worked for us is Mm -hmm. common courtesies and communication. I love that. Um, Our story is a little different. We were married, had kids, divorced actually for six Mm -hmm. years, did some self work, and then we were able to reunite um, 
nine years ago. So um, this new time we've been together for nine years, um, we're just, our relationship is totally different because we're different. We've grown and matured. Um, and I can see like night and day, I call it um, um, ver- uh, not version one, but I call it chapter one or chapter two, or I'll yeah. say different versions of that. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's like night and day, right. 2.0. Mm-hmm. I can see the difference of how we handle things now versus how we handle things before or how I even handle things. Yeah. It's totally yeah. different. And we're coming up on, I think 19 years total, but yeah. So um, I've been through the five. Came on the other, you've done the, the work. Side. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you've put the work in and that's well, what's important. Perspective. Perspective yeah. is huge. It is. It is. Yes. Well, we want to thank you for joining us. This may be a little longer only because we had to do part <laughs> one and two because technology was not our friend. And let's be real. There's a lot of expectations in life. And I feel like we probably only scratched the surface, but y'all don't want to listen to us yammering on for hours and hours and hours. And God, we would love to hear any tips or advice or things that work for you. Okay, that sounds good. Well, until (laughs) next time, we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.